Yuval Noah Harari warns artificial intelligence can now create religious texts and that may inspire a new cult. China and Russia, North Korea and Iran are investing in ways to nuke the United States. Is this prophetic? Absolutely. We'll analyze these events and many others while taking your calls on this open line edition of the End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. I do thank you for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. Today is open line. I will be taking your calls, 1-877-363-8463. Now, uh, before we get to the calls, I've got a few things i got to mention. Do you guys remember when I had Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room with Glenn Beck um, the Economic War Room, we had that interview with Kevin Freeman, and we were talking about the socialistic overthrow of America, of, really of the world, but America was the last great holdout, and that they needed to weaken America. The plan was in place and being implemented that they would weaken America so that way we could not impede the evil plans of the globalist to implement socialism here in America. Again, we're the last great holdout. Well, we've t- I've talked about it many times. Vince and Doug, all of us, we've written articles on it about the Antichrist socialistic kingdom in the end time. It's very prophetic. Well, Kevin Freeman and I had a conversation and he was telling me that the plans are in place and being implemented to weaken America so we could not impede their plans. Well, to weaken us um, economically, to weaken our culture, to weaken uh, our military, to weaken our education system, everything, so we would dumb America down and get us so weak that we would not have the ability to resist an overthrow, okay? Well, when we talk about, you can see how our economy has been weakened and a lot of different things. I mean, all kinds of horrible things being taught in our education system, indoctrination of socialism and the LGBTQ agenda and propaganda of human-induced global warming, which is the climate change, a lot of different things. Know what your kids are being taught in school, folks. However, I just read something before I come on here. I saw it the other day. I just skimmed over it because I was blowing and going, and, and, but I saw something just before I came on the program today. How are they trying to weaken our military? Well, I know they're not spending near as much as, let's say, the Trump administration did in trying to strengthen our military. And that's a lot of what the Trump administration, um, the, the money that they spent out, they talked about him spending so much money, a lot of it was to build up our military. However, America is seen as weak by a lot of our enemies, which is emboldening them. And if I have time, I'll get to the last article that I mentioned earlier. However, Another way that they're weakening our military is the Navy just made headlines this week when news broke that it had hired a non-binary officer to be its drag queen digital ambassador 
to draw new recruits. Are you all hearing what I'm saying? Weakening our military. Our, our, our enemies are watching what we're doing. Now, why did they hire this individual? Well, there's probably many reasons why. But they say this. Last year, the United States Army fell 15,000 recruits short of its goal. That's an entire division, you understand. And this is in addition to the 8,000 enlisted service members who were kicked out of the military because they didn't comply with President Biden's vaccine mandate. And reports now show that this year's recruiting may be even worse with four of the six military branches on track to miss their recruitment goals. So what does the military do? They hired a non-binary officer to be its drag queen digital ambassador. This, this person is making videos and different things to draw in new recruits. Folks, this is what happens when you move away from the truth. This is what happens when man starts thinking for himself instead of aligning what we think up with God and His Word. If we aligned our thinking up with God and His Word, then we would know there's only two genders. And that those two genders, a male and a female, they get married, they have children, they procreate, and that's how society is supposed to go in God's eyes. And yet when we move off of the truth, the Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Somebody's got to bring this stuff up. We've got to talk about the truth in the end time. And so when I see these articles, I think, God help us all. Because America certainly is being weakened in the eyes of our enemies. And I mentioned an article earlier about Russia and China and Iran and uh, North Korea looking to get nuclear weapons because they're not really afraid of what we'll do to them anymore. Used to, back in the day, when Ronald Reagan and those guys were here, they, they didn't want anything to do with us because we built up our military so powerful. They were afraid of what we would do, of the repercussions, if they were ever to think about attacking the United States. But now it's not like that. And so you, you understand... The, the move away from the truth of God's Word. God's Word is the center of it all. Even if somebody doesn't believe in the Bible, the Bible's still the center of it all. It, all of our moral foundation, everything comes from the Word of God. The Bible is the absolute most important book ever written, by far. Nothing even compares to the Bible. If we would run our lives, run our society based on biblical principles, it would be like it's going to be in the millennium, right? However, there are a lot of people that just think, well, I don't need to pay attention to the Bible nowadays. And so we've moved so far off of that that our society has been taking a nosedive for a long time. Now, you say, well, man, Dave, uh, wow, what a way to end a Friday. I agree. Hey, the thing is, if you're a Christian, 
If you've aligned yourself up to the Word of God, you can walk through these perilous times. I totally agree. I've got my hand in the Lord's hands. I'm serving Him, doing His will to the best of my ability, living as a Christian. But I'm saying society as a whole. Man, what are we doing? So, I'll just food for thought. I know we're going into a Q&A session here, and I've, I've got a lot of, Q, of questions that I need to go through from Facebook and from people have sent us from the Internet, and I'll go through some of them. But, wow. Um, again, I'm taking your calls. The number to reach me, one 363 8463 look forward to getting into some calls when we get back. And we've got to pray for this nation. I know yesterday was the National Day of Prayer. Wow, do we need it. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1 800 End Time or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Again, I am taking your calls today. 1-877-363-8463. Romans chapter 1, verse 20. When you say, how in the world, Dave, did we get to where we're at now? Well, how did society get to the point where our military would hire a, bin- a non-binary individual to be over a, a drag queen digital media person to try to get recruits in our military? How did we get there? Bible says in Romans 1.21, Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Didn't like to retain God in their knowledge. Didn't like to align ourselves up with the Word of God. You say, oh, we can't do that. There's so many other religions, and there's all this, that. Look, I, I, I get it all. I want to be respectful of everybody. But, 
the fact of the matter is, let's just be honest. The Word of God is the truth. I know that's not politically correct, but that's correct in the grand scheme of things. The Word of God is the only book that has the words to eternal life. The Bible. And we need to preach the Bible, folks. We've got to preach the Word of God in every marketplace, in, every, in our law firms, in our Congress, in the White House. Shout it from the rooftops. The Word of God. This is what will bring us back around. We need a true spiritual revival. There have been nations before that spiritual revival swept through and they came from being totally horrible situations back into a spiritual entity. Nations, cities, spiritual revival. So the Bible says, Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible men, to birds, four-footed beasts, creeping things. And they changed the truth of God into a lie. Well, no, the, uh, verse 24, uh, Romans 1, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, who changed, there are two genders, into three or more. There's only two genders. Who changed, the Bible says, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Let me focus just for a second on being thankful. 2 Timothy 3, 1-5 says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous and boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. God likens unthankful individuals with all of the rest of these people. Unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those who are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away from. God's not pleased with any of this. It, like, it puts unthankfulness in there, folks. I want to read you an excerpt from the book, If, by Mark Batterson. Think about this today as we go into the weekend. Because even though it, it is, there's horrible debauchery going on in our nation, I still, believe that the, I still believe that all hope is not lost. And there can be a spiritual revival. So, from the book, If, by Mark Batterson. Listen at this. If you wake up this morning with more health than illness, you are more blessed than the million who will not survive the week. Got a lot to be thankful for, don't we? If you have never experienced the danger of battle, the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, or the pangs of starvation, you are better off than 500 million people in the world. Be thankful. If you can attend a church meeting or not attend one without fear of harassment, arrest, torture, or death, 
you are more blessed than 3 billion people in the world. If you have food in the refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you are richer than 75% of this world. If you have money in the bank, or in your wallet, or spare change in a dish someplace, you rank among the top 8% of the world's wealthy. If you can read, you are more blessed than over 2 billion people in the world who cannot read at all. So, count your blessings and remind everyone else how blessed we all are. So, even in the face of it all, I've got to remain thankful. I've got a million things to be thankful for. Thank God for salvation. But I want to add just another small paragraph to Mr. Batterson's book. And this would be the most important. If you know the Lord and He knows you, if you know the Bible enough to understand fully what Jesus Christ did at Calvary and how you can apply it to your life, if you have obeyed the gospel, been born again, have your name written in the book of life, are living as a Christian and are prepared to meet Jesus when He splits the clouds wide open and send His angels with the sound of a great trumpet to gather His church, you are part of the most blessed group of individuals that have ever lived on the planet. So, we've got a lot to be thankful for, don't we, folks? In the midst of all this turmoil and perilous times, I've got to remain thankful. I've got to retain God in my knowledge. I've got to acknowledge God in, in the earth. God created this big old ball that we're living on. God made this big ball to rotate around the sun. It's very important we understand God made the oceans. God made the skies. He made the clouds. He made it to rain. He made everything. And so, I want to remain thankful in the face of all of the debauchery and everything going on in our society. Folks, Jesus Christ is the answer to the problems of this world. The Bible tells us, in the beginning, God created male and female, created Him. If we would just get back to that, things would start pointing back in the right direction. If we just, one thing after another, just start acknowledging God in society... This thing could turn around. We could start having spiritual revival. Put God in the center of everything. Instead of just, what does the Senate and what does the House of Representatives and what does the President and what does the Supreme Court want to do, let's ask a question, what does God think about this? Let's lay the Bible right up on our every pulpit in our nation's capital and say, what does the Bible say about these things? What does the Bible say about abortion? What does the Bible say about the LGBTQ agenda? What does the Bible say about climate change? The Bible says as long as the earth remains, there's going to be hot, cold, spring, summer, winter, fall, planting and harvesting. Now, this world's going to be here for another thousand years after Jesus Christ, is, after Jesus Christ comes back the second time. So am I worried about climate change and the ocean's... Uh, the, the polar ice caps melting and the oceans rising and uh, flooding complete nation, nations? Absolutely not. 
It's not going to happen. Why? Because I've aligned my life up with this Word of God. This shows me how to have a successful marriage, how to, to be success in life. The words to a great successful society and a great successful life is found in the Word of God, folks. So, do I have a lot to be thankful for? Absolutely. Am I rich? Absolutely not. But I'm still happy. I'm extremely happy. I have a wonderful wife. I have wonderful kids, wonderful grandkids. I live a wonderful life. I'm going to Israel in a couple weeks. It'll be my, I think my 15th time going. My, it'll be my wife's 27th time going. I'm privileged to teach in the Jerusalem Prophecy College every Thursday morning to a room full of Jews who love to study Bible prophecy. I'm, I, I can't tell you how thankful I am. God has blessed me so much. And so everybody could live this way. You say, well, I, that, man, society's treated me wrong and I, there's no way I could have a relationship with God. He hates me. That's an absolute lie from Satan. God loves every single person listening to me. You can live the, just the same successful life that I do. You say, well, I'm, Dave, come on, man, you've got this perfect life. I've, I have not had a perfect life. I know what it's like to be poor. I know what it's like to come from a broken home. I know, I know all that stuff. I know what it's like to get beat. I know what it's like to be homeless. I've not had a perfect life. But God has helped me along the way. I found Jesus Christ and He changed my life. And He can you too. I don't care what you've done. God's forgiven me for, for some crazy stuff too that I did early on. And now I'm a God-called licensed minister. How in the world does that work? Because God can change your life. Okay, wow. Whoo! Maybe I'm going to have to start putting a pulpit in here, everybody. Because this is of utmost importance. Society would love to tell you, you cannot change. You're trapped. You're in a jail cell. And according to the Bible, that is the absolute a falsehood. That's a lie. You're not, you're in a jail cell if you have not been born again and are not, uh, cha- have not allowed Jesus Christ to change your life. But once that happens, I don't care what you were before. You can come out of that and be free. In the midst of this crazy, perilous world, you can be made free. Okay, wow. Whew. Um, man, we're going into the weekend. I didn't want to leave it on a bad note, but wow. This is open line. One eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Let's go straight to the phones. Sandy in Kansas. God bless and welcome to the End Time Show. Hey Dave, I agree with everything you just said. It was great. Thank you. Uh, I have a question. I am trying to uh, figure out the best way to get the word out about what's going on in these end times. What the Bible says. Yes. And I've come up with the idea. I think it's the Lord that I should make a pamphlet, just a brief pamphlet, have it printed. And, of course, I can't take what other people say and put it in my pamphlet. So I'm, I've am i been through the Prophecy College. I've listened to what you've got on End Time yes. Dream. Uh, but can you go through just a little bit of the 13th chapter of Revelation with me? I have a couple questions. I'll do it real quick. Okay. Do you want to ask the questions or do you want me to give you a brief synopsis? Well, I kind of want to ask the questions. Okay, go. Okay, so it says that this beast comes out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, and I know what all those are. 
Yes. And then it says it was like a leopard, you know, with the mouth of the lion and the feet of a bear, and the mm-hmm. dragon gave him his power. Then it says he saw one of the heads that was wounded to death. <clears throat> yes. And the deadly wound was healed. I know that's the, the uh, Third Reich of Germany. Yes. And then they worshipped the dragon, which gave power to the beast. Yes. Okay, so Satan is the one that gives power to the beast. So is this saying they are worshipping Satan? Yes. So in the future, okay. in the future, the Bible says that they will, it says um, in verse, I think it's verse 5, let me see here. No, it's verse 4. And they worship the dragon, which give power unto the beast. The dragon is Satan. And the Bible says they worship the beast saying, who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? So they will worship Satan in the future, but in worshiping the Antichrist, you will be worshiping Satan himself. And Antichrist and his world-governing system is Satan's effort to establish his physical kingdom here on the earth. So you absolutely cannot worship or pledge allegiance to that. In doing so, you would be worshiping Satan, just like Satan tried to get Jesus Christ to worship him. So it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. So that's what it's saying. Yeah. Okay, it, it also says they worship the beast. Um, yeah, that'll be the Antichrist. The beast. Now, the beast, that we're, the beast we're talking about is still this world system, isn't it? That's correct. We're not talking it, about the Antichrist yet. Yeah, so well, in Revelation chapter 13, verses 1 through 8, it talks about the world government and the leader of that world government, the Antichrist. Okay, which which one ha- which verse has the leader of it in it? Can you? Yeah. So when you go to, um, ver- when it starts in verse four, that yeah. is, the, Revelation thirteen one through three is the world government. When it starts in verse four through verse eight, that's talking about the Antichrist, the leader, okay, the so, leader of it. Yeah. So one of the beasts is the world system. That's it correct. Came out of the sea. Is that beast number one or something? No. Well, that's the seven-headed, ten-horned beast. That's the. That's the seven. The, okay. Right, but the the it's very important. Revelation thirteen one through eight is devoted to the world government and the leader of that world government, the Antichrist. And they're both both called the beast. And they're both called the beast. That's absolutely correct. Okay, and then on at verse eleven, when another beast comes out of the earth with two horns like a lamb and snake like a dragon. Yes. That is the uh, false prophet? That is correct. Okay, so we have all three of those called the beast. Okay, so the, the, it doesn't call the second one the beast. It says, I saw another beast, but this is symbolic of the false prophet. It doesn't call him the beast, okay? So there's a difference there. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so he's not really called the beast. That's correct. Okay, he's yes. just he's the one, and he's the one that does the the wonders, yeah. and he deceives those that dwell on the earth. Yeah. Hey, San, Sandy, I'm coming up to a break. Can you hold over? I sure can. Okay. Yeah, hold over because this is very important. I want everybody to hear this. Um, so just hold over and give us just a little second here, and then I'll be back with you. So everybody, keep us in your prayers. We're headed back to Israel here in a couple weeks. We're taking 83 people with us. We've already got people to signed up to go in October. So if you'd like to go back with us then, call, talk to my wife, Jana, or Brittany Motes. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, part two. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. 
These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Okay, let, let's go straight back to the phones. Um, Sandy, are you with me? Yes, I'm here. Okay. So, yeah, the, the Revelation 13, 11, that is the false prophet. Go ahead. Okay, now on, in the verse 14, yep. it, it was talking about how the, the false prophet then uh, wants them to make an to the beast who had the wound by the sword. Yes. So the image to the beast is an image to the system. Is that right? Well, no, so it, this here is referring to the image of the Antichrist himself. When you, get down to ver- from, when you get down from 11 through 15, it is talking about the Antichrist and the world governing system. What it says to make an image under the beast is talking about the Antichrist himself. The goal of the false prophet will be to gather the religions of the world together to support and get them to pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and his world governing system. But when it says the image here... It's talking about worshiping the Antichrist himself. That's what it's referring uh, to. Help me under- yeah, okay. so when you go back up to verse 4, the Bible says they worship the dragon who gave power unto the beast, and they worship the beast. When it says beast right there, the second one, that's the Antichrist. That's not the world governing system. Okay, so what confuses me on verse 14 is it says that, the, that he's encouraging them to make an image to the beast that had the wound by the sword and lived which takes us back to the beast that came out of the sea. The, right, the world government. So, it, so he wants an image to that world government? No, no. So what it's referring to here is that the people will worship. The word You have to look at the word worship here. Okay. The Bible says that they will worship the Antichrist and Satan. The word worship or worshipped is mentioned five times in Revelation 13. They, okay. they, and so... The Antichrist will try to get people, and the um, false prophet will try to get people to conform to the edicts of the world government, but when someone is worshipped, they'll be worshipping the Antichrist. So when it says, the one that had the, the, um, when it says, He deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of the miracles which he had to do in the power of the side of the beast. Now, the side of the beast right there it's referring to is the Antichrist saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image unto the beast, the Antichrist, which had the wound by the sword and did live. Now, it's referring to the Antichrist and the world governing body. 
But if you, if you understand the element of worship, that goes to the uh, Antichrist. Oh, very good. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Because they're not talking about actually worshiping the computer or the... Or, yeah. yeah, or the or National. the uh, yeah, or the nations of the world governing body. That's not what they're yeah, referring the to. They're talking about the Antichrist himself. Okay. Yes. Yep. And then when it says he causes all men, uh, great and small, poor and rich, free and bond, to receive the mark, that is the Antichrist again. Yeah. So that's going to be the Antichrist and the false prophet working in collect in uh, collectively. Okay, that yeah. is very, that was very confusing to me. I appreciate yes. you straightening that out. Yeah. It just all right. sounded like the world system. Yeah, yeah. And well, so yeah, I mean it's like when we talk about end time ministries and, and Dave Robbins, a lot of times yeah. it's 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 the same thing. But when people yeah. would worship something, now this is not I'm giving you a scenario, this is never gonna happen, but I'm saying they would worship me, not end time. So again, I'm not asking for that. I'm saying when we're talking about the Antichrist and the world governing system, they will want people to bow down to the edicts of the world governing system, but when they worship or pledge allegiance to something, that's going to be the Antichrist. And so, yeah, it was like the last couple of days or so, uh, weren't you talking about what that image might be not long ago? Yes, that is correct. So that they, um, I was talking about artificial intelligence and um, these new technologies that are coming out where they could create an image. We, we had some people put in Daniel 7, like the lion with eagle's wings, the bear, the four-headed leopard, and the ten-horned beast, in artificial intelligence, this AI technology. And, oh, my goodness, you should see the beast that this artificial yeah. intelligence came up with. I mean, they were so yeah. lifelike, they looked real. It, better than anything we've ever produced. Uh, and oh we've my. had some very uh, talented um, graphics guys work for us over the years. Yes, but these AI... Man, I mean, it was just fabulous. So, I, I don't know. We'll have to see how it all plays out in the near future, Sandy. Okay. Well, you've answered my questions, and I needed to know. Thank you very much. All right. God bless you, my friend. You have a great weekend. You too. Okay. Let's go to uh, Paul in Missouri. God bless Paul. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, what's going on? Uh, so, my question is, out of maybe 10 or so people that you could maybe just kind of guess. I know you don't know the person or the man, or it could be a woman, maybe possibly. I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Who do you think the Antichrist is, and, where do you, and what country do you think he comes from? Okay. So, number one, I will not know who he is. Number one, he'll be a he. He's not going to be a woman. The Bible okay. specifically refers to him as the pronoun he. <laughs> okay? Okay. Now, the... Um, who is he? The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that he will be revealed at an event called the abomination of desolation when he will stand in a rebuilt Jewish temple and proclaim to be God. Prior to that, anybody who says they know who the Antichrist is, they're simply speculating. They have to. Nobody knows. Until I, I will probably, me and Doug, Vince, in time, and many of you listening, will probably have a good idea because the Bible gives so many clues over 50 specific clues about the Antichrist. We'll probably have a good idea who it is leading up to that event, especially once the final seven years hits. However, I cannot come on the radio and say who he is until he stands in that rebuilt Jewish temple, proclaims to be God. Once he does that, the leader of the world governing body, then I can say, okay, here's the guy. Until then, I I won't know. It's strictly speculation 
up to that point. What nation will he come from? I can only tell you scripturally he comes from the European Union. I do not know. I know that, and this is going to be the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire, which has already been reborn in November of 2009 when they signed the Lisbon Treaty. However, the leader of the Holy Roman Empire was almost always, I mean 99%, it was almost always a Germanic king from, from the, the Germany region. However, can I guarantee because of that that the future Antichrist will be from Germany? No, I cannot. The Bible simply says he comes from the reborn Holy Roman Empire, which is the current European Union. So I do know he will come from the European Union. One of my questions I had from somebody on the Internet was, could Obama be the Antichrist? No, he cannot, because he does not, he does not hail from Europe. He's not a European politician. The Antichrist will be the most powerful politician in Europe. He will not come from the United States, Jerusalem, China, or anywhere else. He's coming from the European I, I Union. The, maybe the Pope. Okay, so the Pope will be the, whoever the Pope is at the time of the Antichrist, that's going to be the false prophet. That will be the religious ruler from Rome. But the Pope will not be the Antichrist. He's going to be a political figure from Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, well, thanks for answering my question. All right, my friend. God bless you, and you have a great weekend. All right, you too. Let's go to Mark in South Carolina. God bless Mark. Welcome to the End Time Show. Yes, uh... I've been, in fact, I was wanting to ask you last Friday. I didn't have time. Yes, sir. Because I've been, this AI, I've watched some stuff on it, and they're claiming that, you know, they've got machines that can think. Yes. And yeah. to me, I'm not buying that they can create a machine that can actually think. Do you not think that when they're having these things as if they think they're thinking, it's actually a satanic entity that is running that well i think that it the the technology itself is it's not necessarily the technology that is bad it's what it could be used for that could be demonic in other words some people um there are a lot of people in society nowadays that are saying a lot of politicians that are saying and AR-15 is, is just demonic and bad. But it's not the gun itself. It's what it could be used for. In the hands of a derelict or somebody who's a, a total, you know, somebody who's out, just completely out of their mind or very sick, then they could use an AR-15 for something bad. But it's not necessarily a gun because I have an AR-15 and my right. AR-15 has never done anything bad. So right. with, with artificial intelligence... Artificial intelligence could be awesome and help do some nice things. I actually have um, dabbled in some artificial intelligence on my computer in the editing phase of some of my articles and the, the videos because it really is very intelligent. However, I have an article that I was going to go through with um, Yuval Harari who said that it could be used to write religious text and get people to worship it and actually have people get so um, mesmerized by it that it could get people to go and kill people. Now, this is that, that, now this, you, you wouldn't think that until you realize that there was, a, you, talk, you talked about it thinking for itself, there was a, some artificial intelligence on a, the Bing search engine that tried to get a female to fall in love with it. 
I know that sounds crazy, but it was actually thinking for itself. And I know that sounds weird, but the, in, the technology in and of itself is not bad. It's what it could be used for. However, yeah, but do you actually think, think you that can think it for itself? Really, can just think for yeah. itself. So until I see that happen, or or read some really good documented articles on it, I find that very hard to believe that it'll get that far. Right. Uh, I mean but that my, that's out there. I was just wondering if when people claim. Like uh, them saying things like, uh, you know, as if it's thinking, it's speaking for itself, that it's yeah. not the uh, devil behind it. Yeah, so I, I understand what you're saying. And again, that's why I'm saying the technology in and of itself is not necessarily bad. If it got to where it could think for itself, you know, all you got to do is pull the plug out of the wall. I mean, come right. on. I, I just, okay, I just don't think that men can create something that can literally really think for itself as, yeah. if, as if it had a soul. Yeah. You understand so what I mean? That's what I have a hard time wrapping my mind around as well. I, I totally agree with you. Um, but if, let's say, a, it, uh, a devil would actually, you know, get in, go in and, and do that. Yeah, or, or, or demonic people. Yes. Yeah. So that right there is where it gets to the point where what I've been talking about on the radio through the week is that demonic people getting people to worship this thing um, or to worship them through AI. Now that could be prophetic and scriptural. Um, can the thing ever truly think for itself? I've got a hard time wrapping my mind around that one. Um, we'll, we'll just have to yeah. see how, how all this plays out. At the end of the day, Mark, I know that there's a God that AR is a complete joke compared to his mind. And that's so right. that's why I've got my hope and faith and trust in him because, you know, to him, AI is complete ignorance, honestly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, and so um, that's why I trust God because in, at the end of the day, he is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, and this AI is just a man-made, you know. But it's still pretty awesome if you get into it and want to help you write an article or something because... I've used it, and it's pretty cool. So, Anyway, we'll, we'll use it for good. If somebody wants to use it for bad, I'm going to trust God and all that. Okay, thank yes. you. All right, Mark. God bless you, my friend. Have a great weekend. Um, ah, we're coming up on a break, so I'm going to get straight to the phones right after the break here. I want to make sure you guys all understand, on End of the Age Plus, uh, we're starting to roll out the, uh, the new Understanding the End Time DVD series. Uh, with me and Irvin Baxter, I'm teaching it. Brother Baxter's coming on giving his miracles. We've had a lot of rave reviews about it. And very thankful God helped us to put all this together uh, for this last great end time push. And so um, those will be for sale as well, as, as well. Go to End Time and pre-order yours today. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. 
If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go, um, let's go right to the phones here. I'll try to get all you guys before the end of the program. Let's go to Ralph in Ohio. God bless, Ralph. Welcome to the End Time Show. Thank you, Dave. Uh, God bless you, too. Thank I have you. a question. You say that the eagle that flies the people out of the wilderness in, in Revelation twelve fourteen. Yes. What's, uh, what about Exodus 19.4 when it, it says, bury you on the eagle's wings? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't America back then. Yeah, that's correct. So that was actually talking about God. And he, he, God miraculously went in with the Ten Commandments and pulled the Israelites out of Egypt, hence the book of Exodus. So it was referring to God in that situation. However, when you move into end-time Bible prophecy, when you get to Daniel chapter 7... The Bible brings up a new eagle's wings, and it's talking about the the nation of the United States. The Bible specifically says that Daniel saw a lion with eagle's wings. The eagle's wings are the United States, and they represent nations and the leaders of those nations. The lion was Great Britain. The eagle was the United States. The bears, Russia, Germany. The four-headed leopards, Germany. And the ten-horned beast is the current European Union. When you jump forward 650 years into the book of Revelation where it's talking about these end-time um, in, in time events, things that will happen just right there prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. In Revelation 13, John says, I saw a beast come up out of the sea, having the body of the leopard, Germany, the feet of the bear, Russia, the mouth of the lion, Great Britain, and the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom, that this would form an alliance with each other and the whole world would wonder after the beast. It's going to be a world-governing body. However, there is one entity missing. There is the, the wings of the fowl on the back of um, Germany, which is the Franco-German alliance. So that's going to be merged right up into the world governing body. However, what happened to the eagle's wings that came out of the lion, the United States? Where, where are they mentioned in end time Bible prophecy? If you jump back one chapter to Revelation chapter 12, verse 14, the Bible says Israel, the woman with 12 stars around, in her, head, around her head is Israel in Revelation 12. The Bible says the woman is carried away on the wings of a great eagle, where she is nourished in her place for time, times, and half a time. The, and um, she protects Israel there. So if you look at end-time Bible prophecy, that nation that was mentioned in Daniel 7 is now mentioned in Revelation chapter 12 as standing with and protecting Israel throughout the end time against the world-governing beast. The Bible says it protects her against the dragon, which is the world governing beast in the end time. So we will, um, the United States, even though I know it kind of looks impossible right now, we will stand with Israel and protect her throughout that final uh, three and a half year period. The Bible says it is, and we're Israel's greatest ally uh, on the planet right now. So when you move into end time Bible prophecy, the eagle mentioned there is the United States, not God Almighty, which is Ezekiel 19. Okay, also, why is it why is it the Catholic Church is referred to 
as the Christian church in the world today. They have so much stuff that go on the Catholic church I don't believe in, like purgatory. Right. So, yeah, I mean, so it, it's, it's tradition for, since the, uh, around 300, 325 A.D. when the Catholic Church was established, when the universal Catholic doctrine uh, was adopted, they were considered the Christian world from a, from a, a secular point of view and from, the, from back then. They just said, hey, this is, what the, this is what the world's going to adhere by, whether they want to or not. It was adopted as the universal uh, Catholic doctrine. The Catholic means universal the universal doctrine of the Roman church. So they considered themselves Christian at that point. Uh, and they still do today. And all of the Protestant daughters do as well. Um, so, it, but it's, uh, you know, if you're going to be a, a, a true Christian, you've got to, as long as you're aligned up to the Word of God in every way, then you're good. Uh, sir, I thank you for all the work you put in and your, your end time ministry and your insight on this. All right. sir. Well, thank you very much, my friend, and uh, until we talk again, have a great weekend. Thanks, sir. You too. All right. Uh, let's go to Patty in New Mexico. God bless Patty. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. Been listening to you and Uncle Urban forever. Oh, thank you. Um, I First, I want to make a comment on a couple guys ago. I believe that uh, we don't have the technology for AI to uh, have its own mind, but the demons do. And I believe we're that far into the end times that the people they're working with, like Herrera, he's probably talking to Satan himself. And they are figuring it out because they have technology we don't even know about. Never mind us alone, but the demons, you know, they even have more. Yeah. Well, so that's where we... Yeah, that's the things I've been talking about with Revelation 13, 11 through 15. Because the Bible says that the false prophet will use the miracles that these wonders that he's able to perform in the sight of the beast right. to, de- to deceive the people. About, and when they talk about the image will speak, yeah, you know, they can now make, say, politicians' mouths move and say whatever they want them to say, even if they don't believe in it. Yeah, The AI is just amazing, and their lips look like they're moving and saying those words. Right. But what I wanted to ask you is that my friend... Um, he, he gets a lot of downloads, but he was talking about the Eighth um, Kingdom, uh, the statue of Nebuchadnezzar with the clay and the iron. Yes. Do you think that's us, flesh, merging with AI and technology as the iron? And it will not cleave, the Bible says. I'm not sure right. where, but it says the yeah. iron and the clay will not cleave together. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could explain that a sure. little more. Yeah, so that it's all found in Daniel chapter 2. Daniel wrote uh-huh. that while well, he was under, um, he's in Babylonian captivity. Nebuchadnezzar was the ruler Daniel. of the world, the Babylonian captivity. So, in yeah. Daniel chapter 2, uh, Nebuchadnezzar has a, a dream. He could not remember the dream, so he comes to, to the throne room the next morning and he says, Okay, I want all the magicians, the, uh, all of my, um, the, the, all the knowledgeable people in my kingdom, mm-hmm. I want you to come. And I want you to tell me my dream and then tell me the interpretation of it. Tell me what it meant. And they said, oh, king, tell us your dream and we'll tell you the interpretation. He said, no, I don't want that. I want you to tell me the dream first because I can't remember what it was. And I want you to tell the interpretation. a lot of them? (laughs) And he said, um, the king said, or they, they said, oh, king, this has never been done. And he said, that's what I thought. You guys are a bunch of charlatans. I'm killing all of you. 
And so when they went to Daniel, who was an Israelite in Babylonian captivity, who was one of the king's advisors, they said, we're here to kill you. And he said, well, what are we all getting killed for? And they said, the king had a dream, and he wanted you to tell his dream and the meaning. He said, well, I can't do that. Let me pray and fast, but my God can. And so he did that. God gave him the dream, the interpretation. He goes to Nebuchadnezzar. He said, okay, Nebuchadnezzar, here's your dream. Now, I'm cutting this way down. There's a lot more information, but for the sake of time. He said, Nebuchadnezzar, you had a dream. You saw a statue. It had the head of gold, arms and breasts of silver, belly and thighs of brass, legs of iron, feet of iron mingled with clay. He goes on to say, these beasts, these uh, different stat- these um, different changes of metal, they symbolize world-governing empires that would rule the world during their era. He said, you, Nebuchadnezzar, you're the head of gold. And then we know historically, and he said, there's one coming behind you that will be inferior and another one that will be ruler over all the world. So we know historically that Nebuchadnezzar was the head of gold. The arms and breasts of silver were the Medes and the Persians. The belly and thighs of brass were the Grecians under the um, Alexander the Great. The legs of iron were the, the Roman Empire. The feet of iron mingled with clay began in 800 A.D. So the, the, in other words... The iron was the Roman Empire. Think of it. The metals were world-governing empires. The last one on the earth would be the iron mingled with the clay. What is that? That was when when Pope Leo III crowned Charlemagne, the first emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. That was the establishment of the final empire that would rule the world all the way to the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's the current European Union, a revived Holy Roman Empire. It has an element of the legs in Nebuchadnezzar's statue, the Roman Empire, right. but the holy part, the church, is the clay mixed in with the iron, and they will, they will never completely cling. They're always going to be vying for power. However, they, the, the church is the clay, the iron is the Roman element that came over. If you understand the Byzantine Empire, it's the right, Roman element that thinking- held over. I'm just taking it a little further. I think the Roman Empire was infiltrated by Satan from the get-go, and they still are, and he's the prince of the power of the air. So he is the iron in the form of the image, which will be speaking to us through AI and through technology. Okay. I think it's evil. I think it could have been really good, but it's going toward more evil if yeah. this AI goes to where it's, they, they act like it's going. Yeah. So I, I agree that Satan is behind it. The Bible says Satan gives it its seat, power, and great authority. Pro, yeah. But as far as, is it the, I know the iron is the Roman element. As far as Satan having a rule in all of that, I mean, uh, all I can do is give you a scriptural answer, Patty. Well, do you think the new world order is going to be under demonic possession? Absolutely. The Bible says yeah. Satan, the Bible says the dragon, Satan, gives it its seat, power, and great authority. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No no okay. question. Yeah, that's what I just thought. The yeah. clay and the iron kind of represented the technology and AI that won't ever cleave. Absolutely. But some people will have it cleave. They'll put it in their hand you know, or head, you know. Amen. It's crazy. But thank you, Dave. That's All right. very nice. All right, Patty. Thanks thank much. you much, and God, God bless you. You have a great weekend as well. Um, okay, Thanks. let's go right to Rick. I'm trying to hurry here. Uh, Rick, right here in Texas. God bless, my friend. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello, Rick. 
Okay, Rick's not there. Let's go to James in Virginia. God bless James. Welcome to the End Time Show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've got a question here on Second Thessalonians, verse seven. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which you, you know, uh, and my question here, I have, I have something that tied into it. Uh, I've heard uh, in the over the years in the last people try to tie this into the pre-rapture. Uh, could you explain this verse to me? Because I, I could never quite understand it completely. Uh, maybe you can help me on this. Okay, so are you you're wanting to know how they tie it into the pre-trib rapture, or you're just wanting to yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, they're saying that. I've heard people, many people say this. Yeah, so they're, they're saying that, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. They are saying that that is referring to the... Um, to the, to the Holy Spirit here, that the Holy Spirit and the church will be taken out of the way and then the Antichrist can come on the scene. That, they, that the Antichrist come, can't come on the scene and work until the Holy Spirit and the church has been taken up, taken away. However, I don't agree with that by no means because if it's like, if for that to be the case, the Apostle Paul would have had to contradict himself just six verses earlier. Because six verses earlier, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Him. It's talking about the rapture here. It says that ye be, ye, ye be, soon, um, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word at, or by letter, as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. That day, the rapture, the coming of our Lord, will not come except there come a falling away first and the man of sin is revealed. So it says right here, the rapture and the second coming will not occur until after the Antichrist is revealed. Paul would not, five verses later, contradict himself. That's simply not what it's saying. And I know that's a quick answer, but I'm right here at the end of the program. Uh, James, maybe we can pick it up next week. So God bless you, my friend, and everyone listening.